Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday! I hope that you have had the most amazing week. If this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, I pray that this is not your last time. We talk about all things from self-care, mental health, the things happening on these internet streets, and everything else in between. We try to make it a safe space. Sometimes we laugh in our conversations. There are some times when we say, you know what, that's me, ouch, let me fix it. And sometimes we cry because that's a life experience. So if there's ever anything that's happening or is being said that you feel is not for you, go past, but find yourself a different episode to listen to because we love to have you here in this space. With that being said, let's talk about Christmas. We just celebrated Christmas, right? Everybody getting into the Christmas spirit. I love this time of year when everybody seems to be a little bit more jolly. You have the Christmas events, the Christmas bars, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. And even if you're not a, a super religious person, right? Maybe your Christmas isn't about the religious part of it. It isn't about, you know, Jesus being the reason for the season. Maybe none of those things apply for you. But at this time of the year is when everybody's just a little bit nicer. I'm talking about helping other people, less judgment, so much less judgment. Now, I'm not telling you that there's no judgment, right? Didn't I say no? I said less, less judgment, right? So all of these things are going down during the Christmas season. How did my Christmas particularly go? Well, we got up and we were able to... We were able to enjoy it. Now, apparently my children came and got up at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I personally went to bed before uh, midnight, so I didn't even know they came in the room. I was very much sleepy. My husband was like, nah, go back to sleep. Apparently they wanted to get their cell phones, which we keep downstairs away from them because they shouldn't be on their own phones all night long, all throughout the week. So nonetheless, their phones were downstairs. I guess they were trying to get it and also sneak a peek or see what Santa had brought, all those things. And they came back into the room, I would say about 6.15, and we got up to go get, you know, cleaned up and head downstairs by 6.30. And that's when the gift open commenced. Uh, my kids are extremely blessed. I, I honestly can say that. We try to keep I don't even know what we the number that we use. I used to when they were a lot younger because, you know, when kids are smaller, I'm talking about like three or four when they start to realize what Christmas is about, they like to open up things. So I would like to say I got them about seven gifts a piece. Now that they're a little older and they're giving me Christmas lists, I'm like, give me the things that you say you want. Give them to me and we'll work it out. I think this year we got them um, five things a piece as far as like items that they selected. In addition to that, we bought them several books, stocking stuffers, all those different things. So in my opinion, I could be biased. I think that they had a great Christmas. I mean, especially when they were able to tell us what they want. You know, that always makes it easier because as a parent who has time to think about what these kids may need or want, 
Although I think that in general, we, me and my husband are extremely great gift givers. I don't think we've ever had any problems, but five gifts a piece. And we kept it at that number and truly kept it at that number. I don't feel like, and listen, let me just be clear because I know how parents love to tussle with other parents. The second you say you do something and somebody else says they don't, it becomes this whole debatable thing. You don't got to debate what you decided to buy, what I decided to buy. I bought things that, again, kept the number at what I chose to keep it at because that number worked for me. Um, to be honest, it was great. I was able to get everything for Christmas, including my children, three nieces, my side of the family, which included my parents, uh, three siblings. Um, and some extra people on the side all for under like pretty much a thousand dollars I am extremely a good couponer I know how to look for sales and things like that so I try to focus on those types of things so for me Christmas was amazing right Christmas is amazing now that doesn't include like some of the holiday events that we may have went to and things that we spent on that that just means for the actual holiday and I just want to say that that is kind of how I like to keep it. I like to keep it under $2,000 for the entire situation because, you know, listen to me, you can spend, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg and, and, you know, and some other things. Now, as my kids get older, that number will have to increase because you know how it is. As kids get older, their gifts get smaller, but they get become more expensive. I get that. But right now I have one 13 year old and everybody else is younger than that, right? And I only have three, so don't don't take it there. I only have three. But that works for me. I like to keep a budget. It helps me to keep things intact. It helps me to not overbuy. Um, and I'm okay with that. If you spent however much money you chose, listen, you didn't ask me to give you towards yours, and I didn't ask you to give towards mine, so I'm okay with whatever you spent. If you think $1,000 is somehow cheap and my kids didn't get a whole bunch of stuff, my kids, again, gave me their lists, and their lists were the most humbling of lists. But I always know to go small and buy them. And when I say small, I don't mean the items. I mean the amount because we have they have two sides of the family. So while I'm trying to get them all these different things, they have a neighbor that gave them things. They have Girl Scout leaders that gave them things like they had so much and they get so much every year that if I try to compete with all the things that they get, it would just drive me crazy. And I'm always about self-care and mental health and whatever made Christmas or any other holiday easy, I am team on board. And so just being able to do those things and keep a, a sound budget and also keep my finances intact, I'm here for and that brings me to a beautiful point, how I turned around and spent the money that I spent and made sure that I kept a budget because, again, we didn't have to do charging and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff to do Christmas. We were just able to, you know, Christmas and move on. However, the very next day, we had a water, uh, one of our pipes burst in our house. So where we didn't spend a lot of money on one thing, we didn't have to be like, oh, my God, what should we do the next day when we had to spend a lot of money to get things fixed? Right. And I just believe in order. I just believe in calm. I just believe in trying to do the best that you can with what you have. And I could have spent more. Right. It's not that I didn't have it to spend. But again, I challenge myself every year to try to stay within a certain budget every year. It's almost like a game. And so I, I've been for the last couple of years, I've been busting it up and just doing what I got to do. And again, I don't judge other people for what they should they think they have gotten or what they should have gotten. I just stick to what works for me and my household. And that is what I actually encourage other people to do. Like even outside of the Christmas holiday, like find what works for you. Stop trying to compete with the Joneses. Stop trying to spin match for match what you think your best friend told you. Because let me tell you something. People will lie to sound like they bossing it up. And the reality reality is is that everybody just wants to have a nice Christmas and when you have kids you just want to see them smile and that's exactly what we had we had a great time 
opening up gifts. We had an amazing breakfast together, some cocktails for the adults. I had a winter wonderland uh, cocktail that I will put the recipe in the uh, show notes. We had a great drink, a um, couple of great drinks. Uh, we went to Lancaster to visit my family and we took gifts there for everybody. I mean, there wasn't anyone in our circle that didn't get a gift, um, several gifts actually. And they came back with a thousand and one things and it was just beautiful. I got to see my grandparents. It was just great. And I didn't even expect to see them. I, and I didn't put it into the plan, but you know, things worked out and we were able to see them. And that is really what I did. That was my holiday in a nutshell. Once we got back, we were able to just get them home, get them in their pajamas, kind of throw everything together. We didn't really have rhyme or reason. You know, when you travel, whether it's an hour or 15 hours, your body just needs to relax. So I didn't put the Christmas tree, you know, put the gifts underneath the tree correctly. I did that the next day, like cleaned up and organized, but that was that. And so the kids have been off and we've been relaxing. I've been taking them some, some Philly events and doing some local things, but we have been enjoying our time because now we're about to go into the whole happy new year, new you, new me, do all these different things. And so I just like to have my household as calm as possible. And there's so many things going on with the different personalities in, in our own house that I don't need to create anything extra than just being with my own family. Right. And so I'm grateful. We had a very low key um, holiday. I was able to spend a couple of outings with a couple of friends where we did things kind of like right before the holidays or right leading up to the holidays, um, dinners and wines and just, you know, beautiful little events. And I'm grateful now that we're going into a new year and we're focused on what will 2023 look like. I can't tell you that. Because I don't have a crystal ball. I don't, you know, look into the future. I don't do all those different things. But what I do believe in things that I have seen just from putting in the work when it comes to how you move and things that you do, I know for me that I know that the more that I, you know, put in the work and do the things that are necessary, I know that I'm going to receive that back. Um, I do believe in doing vision boards. If you've never done a vision board, let me be very clear that vision boards are not just things you cut out of a magazine and just as like a wish list, right? You put all these things on there and you're like, I want to have a car. I want to have a house. I want to have a new dog. I want to have a new cat. I want to have these different things. These are things that you're putting on the board to say, this is what I want. I see this for my life, right? This is where I see my life going for this year. However, with seeing how this, how my life is going to go for this year, I also see the work that it's going to take. If that means hustling, you know, at night where, um, you know, getting these blogs together, I'm, you know, I'm a content creator for those who don't know, and I'm getting all these different campaigns and I'm doing my work and doing what I need to do and making sure that my picture quality is great, making sure that my video editing is good and I'm putting out content and I'm not getting scared. And, and even if I feel afraid, I'm going to put that content out because I know it's going to reach someone because I have a purpose in mind and I'm doing all these things and I'm not losing faith when I hear no, because I know I'm going to hear no before I hear a yes. Um, I'm surrounding myself around with good people. I'm taking care of myself. You know, I'm getting up in the morning and making up my bed and getting my house together and I'm eating my breakfast and taking my vitamins and drinking my water and I'm trying to do the things that make sense, right? I'm ready to put in the work that's going to be receptive to saying that I'm ready to take on um, 20 more campaigns a year, right? Because I know that I'm going to be organized because I got a planner and I have things written down and I have a team that may come together to help me do that. 
those are types of things that vision boards help you to do. It's really, again, a vision, a visual representation about where you see yourself. And in the back of your mind, while you're putting this vision board together, what are you willing to do to receive it? If you say that you want a new car, are you willing to you know, make sure that your finances are in order? Are you making sure that you're trying to keep your credit score up as much as possible? Are you working with your spouse to make sure that you have the room to receive it? Because let me just tell you, I got a brand new car last year. It's only been a little over a year that I've had the car and, you know, you have to have money to get cars fixed or, you know, thank God you have a warranty on certain things or, you know, it's a lot. So you can't just ask for a new car and not realize that having a new car means, you know, more gas. Having a new car means making sure that it's kept up. Having a new car means taking care of it, keeping it clean. Like all of these things come with that. If you're asking for, you know, not even asking, but you vision yourself in a bigger house. How are you taking care of the house that you have? Are you keeping it clean as much as possible? Are you taking care of things when it breaks down? Are you struggling to do that? Because when you get a bigger house, you have bigger bills, right? You'll have more electric bill. You'll have more gas bill. You'll have more of these things. Water bill goes up. In addition to that, when you have a bigger house, when things begin to break, like our water pipe breaking, you'll have more of possibilities of things happening. Not that it will, but you have to be in the mindset of a homeowner that you have to be ready for that. If you're saying, you know, on my vision board, I see myself at a new job. What are you doing to secure that? You should be putting in applications. And let me just say, if you've ever lost a job or been ready to move from one job to another, the applications of putting applications seems like a full time job. How many applications per day are you putting in? Are you willing to put in? Right. How are you cleaning up your resume and making sure that you have your contacts, getting a mentor that can guide you from this new one job to another place? Those are the types of things that when you put things on a vision board, you have to be willing to think about that. I just know that there's so many people who put all these beautiful shimmering things that they see in these magazines and they cut them out or they draw them out or they write them out. They place them on the vision board and they just sit and wait for it to come. It's not going to happen because there's a sense of work, a work ethic, uh, uh, the readiness to receive. Right. If I, I've been asking God for more increase, but I've been asking God for the wisdom to receive it. So when you ask for wisdom, I feel like he just gives you all the things, because if you're wise and how to move your money, you'll learn to like stop buying stuff so sporadically or you learn to save or just cut back on certain things. Or if you have the wisdom to receive it, you'll learn the people that are in your circle and not engulf yourself with every little person that comes your way because you realize that the people around you are going to be your highest elevation. Right. So you learn that vision boards require work. They require thought. They're not to just to look pretty, although I do love a great looking vision board. Like I am always going to make sure that my vision board looks aesthetically great because that's just my, my, my personality. I'm very creative. I love to draw, color, whatever the case may be. My kids get that extremely honest. We are running out of our supplies left and right and always staying in somebody's supply store, whether it be the dollar store or five below, uh, Michael's, whatever the case may be, because they're just that creative. However, I am willing to do the work to receive the things in my life that I say that I truly want. If I say that I want a new partner, what makes me partner material so I'm going to make sure that I'm getting my life together if I want someone that's going to travel we always say this let me tell you this when I was single I used to say oh, I want someone that's going to travel the world I want somebody to do this and I want somebody to do that when is the last time I didn't even have a passport when I was asking those things right and I'm not knocking myself like oh you know I was just raggedy but I would say there was some raggedy moments 
right? So if I want to engage with someone who loves to travel the world, because we say that because it sounds beautiful, I want someone to travel the world with and take these flights. When was the last time you took a flight? When was the last time you booked a trip and took a flight somewhere? Think about that. If you want someone to travel the world, how do you come to the conversation of talking about the fact that you do or you enjoy travel, but you haven't really been anywhere? And I'm not knocking if you're saying, I don't haven't traveled, but I desire to travel and I want someone to travel with. But I, that's not what I always hear. I always hear women or men say, I want someone that will travel, but you don't have a passport. I want someone who will travel, but you are afraid to book a flight, not because your anxiety is high, because I have anxiety. I deal with that all the time, but because you're not willing to put the discipline it's going to take to make the trip happen. Every time I take a trip, I'm always very cognizant of one, the flight two emergencies during the flight. Have y'all seen that drama that's been happening with Southwest and some of these other um, airlines over the Christmas season? There are people that are listening, probably listening to this podcast that are stuck at an airport right now because of the drama that took place with the airlines. Sheer madness, right? So in addition to travel, you have to have emergency money in case you get stranded somewhere. Could you go and afford to go into a hotel if you got stranded somewhere because you were in the midst of travel, right? And we're not talking about like if you get physically, you know, stuck somewhere because of the weather. So you can't go nowhere even if you had money dripping off of you, right? There's a totally difference than being prepared that way or having nature take its course and you can't go somewhere. But if you're traveling and you don't have emergency money to get a hotel nearby the hotel, you know, because you know the hotels near the airport is usually more expensive. If you don't have money to go to a hotel as an emergency backup, or you can't get a rental car to maybe drive to your back to your destination, or you don't have money to just catch a whole nother flight with a whole nother airline, right? And deal with the other airline that you had the drama with before. Like I always think about those types of emergencies when I travel somewhere because I know life can like life can be life in, right? So as life happens, as things take place, but when you want to travel, you are prepared. You have your credit together so that you can at least have one credit card that you can at least swipe if you got into an emergency situation, or you have an emergency fund that you can pull from when these things happen. That is the type of stuff we got to be focused on when we're talking about vision boards. Because I feel like the, the concept of vision boards get really screwed as a make a wish list. This is not make a wish. This is not something that's going to happen to you just from purely existing. And I want us to be five seconds more prepared for what vision boards require. I always look back at all of my past vision boards and see the things that I put on there that I feel like I didn't didn't come to pass. Some things didn't come to pass because maybe just wasn't in line. And some things I'm like, you know what? You said you wanted that, but you really didn't focus. Like I can admit like, OK, you said you wanted that, but you didn't focus on it. So you let it go by the wayside. You didn't even pay attention to it all year round. Now the new year's coming and you're focused on it because you see that it's a, a, a it feels like a loss or it feels like you failed. One thing about success is that success always comes with failure. So there's going to be times when you're going to miss the mark. There's going to be times when you feel like, you know what, I really just blew it. I didn't focus as much as I needed to or I let I let something slip, an opportunity slip through my hand. I didn't check that email. Something happened and I just feel like I wasn't in line. I wasn't in the right place at the right time. Right. And then there's the times when we're so focused on everybody else that we just take our own focus off ourselves. For example, 
I am a content creator, so you see other content creators doing their thing. And let me just say this, there is so much room for all, for everybody to tap in to get the things that they want. But if you focus on what you think some of the other content creator that maybe lives in your same town, that maybe be on the same type of, uh, you know, content creation niche or whatever the case may be is doing, and you're not focusing on the things that you want, the things that are going to bring you joy, the things that are going to really just give you whatever it is that you want, whatever your focus is. You're so focused on the other person. You haven't taken the time to make sure that you're giving your best to your platform, right? All of these social media platforms. Uh, platforms are exactly just that they are platforms for you to utilize your voice so when you put a video out what is your purpose for that video right i get it we all want to go viral or have a viral moment that would be beautiful but life doesn't always happen around every viral moment so therefore when you have a community of 200 people what are you giving them people what are you making sure that they have? Like I deal with anxiety, mental wellness, social anxiety. So I show myself going out to certain places. And yes, the food is great. The drinks are bomb, right? The, the, the friendships that are being made, great. But there is something that's happening in the background of me getting to that place where I'm leaving my house having to figure out my kids' life and getting them together and then going to this event feeling socially awkward, feeling like I can't really, don't know if I want to socialize, how much do I socialize, you know, how do you make these social media friends? Those are the things that other people who are not necessarily in that same bracket but learn, they understand what that feels like because they've gone through that too. I'm always making sure that I'm putting content out that speaks to that. Because that's the point. I don't want to just show up just to say, I'm, hey, I'm here and I'm doing nice things, right? Or I'm doing fun stuff and you should do it too. Although, yes, I want you to get out into the city and go to the newest bar and try the newest food and take your friends and the family and have a great time. But also, I want you to understand that maybe you don't feel like you can show up at your best, but hey, you showed up. So that's why you got to make sure that the content that you're placing makes sense. I have a friend. She's a content creator. And she was confiding not really and you know what I won't even just say confiding she had a conversation about some of her content and she asked me honestly how do I feel about it what do I feel like is coming across on her page so we had a conversation about that and so I told her and she was like you know what I never saw that saw it that way that's because the one thing I was taught when you're a content creator is that sometimes we try to build content that's for us we may have partaken in that life skill, right? We may have learned a skill set, but when we put out content, the content isn't for us. The content is for your community that you're building, not followers, but community of people that you're building. And so as you're putting stuff out, you have to think beyond just you. You may look good in the photo. The vibe that you're giving off may be very well cool, but remember the content that you're putting out is for the other people. For instance, when I go to a place, if you've been reading any of the blogs, like if I go to a theater, I will tell you what to know before you go. Why? Because there's a lot of things that goes in a person's mind, like how far, it, you know, where it is, obviously. Uh, how is the parking? Do they have food? Should you know how early should I get to the theater or how early should I get to the event? What is the price breakdown on certain things? Like for instance, if I'm going to let's say Hershey Park, you know, a lot of people just assume that Hershey Park is gonna take cash and card, but Hershey Park is actually uh cardless. And the fact is that they don't really even take cash anymore like they used to back when I was a kid. And so I would say, Hey, if you're going to Hershey Park, here's the no before you go. Make sure that you have a card or some type of electronic payment if you don't when you get to the park you can take your cash and turn it into a card that you can use while you're in the park 
Why? Because there will be someone who may not be all interested in the whole, you know, card system, may have issues with their card or may have issues with their bank because it happens, right? And so they may not have that thinking, oh, I'll just get a bunch of cash. I'll be fine. That way I feel like I can control my money better. Get to the park and realize it's cashless. So then you're panicking because you're like, do I leave the park to go get something? No. Now I just told you when you get there, your anxiety doesn't have to increase. You have cash. You don't have a cart. No problem. Get to the park. Get here's the place and the location where it's at. Go ahead and get that card, use it, and you'll be fine. Because again, certain little things, even when you're in a social exam environment, will literally cause your in your anxiety to flare. So yes, you may see on my Instagram at Toy Time Blog, you may see me at a, a bar, a new bar, a new restaurant, right? Let's say a new restaurant, just freshly open, menus are fresh, all the everything inside completely fresh, hasn't even been opened yet. They even called a bunch of us to come together. Let's showcase the food and drink. Okay. You go on, you see my page, you're looking at all the things, you have a family or maybe you don't. So now you're wondering, is this a good place for an anniversary? Is this a good place for that? I like to tell people, hey, this menu is great for adults who like this type of food, but this menu may not work for people who don't like that type of food. Or if you're vegan, if you're plant-based, here are the options that you may want to focus on. If you have children and you're going to be out and about, they don't really have a substantial child's menu. So I would steer clear away from this place because those are the things that people want to know. Those are the real life situations that people want to know. Is the lighting good? Eh, it's a nice little romantic spot, but the lighting is very dark. You may need to bring a light if you're trying to grab pictures of your food, blah, blah, blah. That is what I focus on, giving the people who are then seeing what I'm putting out the back end information so they can make an informed decision about whether or not they should come and spend their money. And what's the scaling of the food? I may not have paid for the food. That is no secret. But what is the actual price of the food? Do I need to save a little bit and make this a special occasion? Or is this some type of casual spot where I can just go anytime and rock out? Vision. Being able to see why you're doing what you're doing how you're doing it, what's the message, and at the end of the day, the biggest purpose of everything is what is the purpose? Are you just showing somebody that you can do it? Are you just showcasing something because it's there? What is the purpose for why you're doing what you're doing? Once you align with that purpose and you understand that purpose, you can do anything but fail because you're gonna have it to all the way together, right? And so while we go into 2023, people knew me, new year, whatever y'all say, I don't know because I never say it. I never do. Let me just be very honest. I love New Year's. And this is the reason why. I don't love New Year's just because of the champagne, not that I'm not going to have any in my own house because I probably most likely will. I don't like New Year's. I mean, I don't love New Year's just because it's like this big old fun, you know, rah, 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 celebrate, celebrate holiday. I like New Year's just like I like days, just like I like months, just like I like weeks because every day, every month, every week, every year you get to reset I reset myself on my birthday birthdays are a reset moment if you don't understand what reset means it means you don't get to stop the clock but you get a fresh start and we get those every day that we're gifted with life if you wake up on your bed even when your money is playing with you even when your kids is acting up even when you feel like I'm single as fuck and I don't have nobody in my life excuse the language but that's what it is if you wake up and you feel like your marriage is headed to divorce but you have the opportunity to wake up let me just say the gift of waking up is a gift 
So I love the fact that, oh, I, you know what? I woke up. It's a whole new day. Now, let me just say, I was not always that person. I used to wake up and be like, here we go again. You know, the little TikTok song. Yeah, I ain't got no time to sing because my throat is shot. If you can't hear, I'm very nasally today. However, the point of it is, is that you get to the point where you don't realize the blessing and waking up, right? I feel like we don't get that until somebody passes in our corner. Like somebody that we love dearly, they pass and they, and, they, and they transition and we're left holding the pieces, the pain and all of the frustration. But when the gift of life is not to be played with. So people get so caught up in people saying new me, new year, whatever it is. Let them people say that because it is a place, a time to beautifully reset. You get to start all over. You may not totally forget everything that happened in 2022. Listen, I was born in 1981. I may not forget everything that happened in 1985, but I can reset. I can start anew. I can make new plans. The stuff that I felt in yesterday, it was probably horrible. Probably some things I can get back, some things I'll never get back from yesterday. But I can start a new day today and start a whole new awakening. I can make new plans. I can correct my wrongs. Even if they're not being received by the other person, I can still correct them for myself, right? Do you hear me? So don't get mad when people say that they're starting a new year. Do not get mad when people say that they, remember that, this, this, is, this is what I love, when they say that they're doing res resolutions. Stop being mad at people for doing resolutions because that is for them. If you say, I don't believe in resolutions, I don't believe in resets, please believe that that doesn't have to, uh, that's for you, right? You don't have to believe in it, but don't knock the next person for doing so. Listen, I know some people who, just like myself in another area, they visually struggle in the same area, in the same area, but just because they visually struggle don't mean you ain't struggling. It's just that nobody can see it. And I'm going to just hit you on a little secret. Sometimes them secret struggles be a lot harder and them lessons hit a lot different than them outward ones. So when you see somebody that just consistently seems like they're failing in public, don't knock it. Because there is somewhere while you spending your energy knocking them, I promise you, there's a secret fault that you got going on. But only you and your and whatever you call God, like Jesus, whatever you call him, him, she, they, them, whatever. Because y'all be doing the most out here in these streets. But do y'all, you are struggling somewhere secretly. So this is why I don't get frustrated when people say they have resolutions. Why? Because it's their resolutions if you see somebody that's been trying to lose weight for 10 years just encourage them you may not even believe them it's not for you to believe like you don't get no credit in heaven if you get it right or like oh i just knew she was gonna get it right but i knew he would fail you don't get no credit in heaven for that nobody comes in and the the, the credit heaven people comes and gives you your credit card and say you know what now you have credit go on and use it nobody does that no one does that encourage someone who even attempts to take a baby step towards becoming better. Encourage someone instead of saying, I don't believe in it. That's your beliefs. Do you, but don't stop somebody else from stopping and starting and starting and stopping. All those things happen because that is a part of life. There's plenty of goals and things that I may have started, but didn't finish. Am I disappointed? Probably knowing me, I'm pretty much a little bit of a high achiever that I had to work through that. So I get it. There's plenty of times when you feel like, God darn, why did I not do that? Darn it. I failed again. But encourage someone 
to try their best, to try their hands, try their hand at something. Even if they fail, they're trying. They're doing their best, right? And that's why I don't get mad when people say they have resolutions because they're not mine. They're not holding me to the fire to say, if I don't complete it, something's going to happen to me. And they're not doing the same to you. So stop getting worked up when people say they have a resolution that they're changing. This year is going to be their year. Let them have that. Because one of these years, while you sitting up there talking, waiting for them to fail, they're going to be successful while you have your mouth wide open wondering how did they do that? Because they weren't worth two cents last year. So they weren't worth like two cents last 10 years. So I'm seeing people that I know for a surety, again, that public fail where they look like you should have written them off like the book was never written for them. But they have come out like, let me tell you, almost like pure gold, because while everybody counted them out, they just believed, even if when they felt this, like truly disappointed, maybe I'm talking to myself, maybe I'm talking to you, truly disappointed in the things that they were not able to achieve. I've seen people come out here and be successful and crush it. So we're not going to count people out because they look like they're failing publicly. Because again, I want to drill this to you while you make resolutions or not, while you make goals, because remember, goals are made daily, goals are made weekly, goals are made monthly, goals are made yearly. I check in daily. I check in weekly. I check in monthly. I check in yearly. So at the start of January, inside of my planner, by Bando, not a plug, but they surely listen. I didn't buy so many of their products. They can, we can make this a sponsorship, right? But nonetheless, so I have my planner, and in the beginning of the month, it has all this space. Now, in that space, I take it and I half it. The first half is I write the campaigns that I have for that month and the amount that that campaign is bringing me because that means that is the that is my monthly that's my monthly for the month. And at the bottom of that second half. We write the goals that we want. This is the monthly goals. What are the companies that I'm going to pitch to for this month? And how much am I trying to pitch for? Now, you know, everything is a negotiation product. So it may be up and maybe yes, and maybe a no, and maybe a lot of things. But that's where I write all those things down. That's a monthly goal. How much more daily goals? I know the things that have to get done. These are the meetings that I have. You know, just because I'm working from home don't mean that meetings ain't being had. Meetings that are being had, these are the obligations that I have, whether for myself, my husband, my family, work, whatever the case may be. These are the goals. And sometimes I reach them and I'm like, tootsie roll for Jesus for me. And then there's times when I'm like, no, nah, I, I, you, you blew that. You, you missed like a whole hour opportunity. Because you was either doing something you had no business doing, scrolling on your phone, not editing when you had the opportunity, and then you wait, and then one of these kids gets sick. Now you sit over there struggle at four in the morning trying to edit. Maybe that's just me. But that's how things happen. Resolutions, goals, whatever they are called, allow people to do what is best for them. Because again, their goals, their sets, their resolutions are not going to make or break you. So let's be focused on encouraging other people who may fall because we all fall because I've fallen. I fall daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. I make huge mistakes, small mistakes, whether intentionally or not. The mistakes are yet being made, right? <laughs> yet happening. Whatever the case may be, I want us to get into the, the habit of encouraging other people. I have a friend who is one of the most encouraging people I know. 
I go out of my way to give her that energy back because I know just like myself, when you're a motivator or you encourage other people or you try to do whatever for other people, you are going to need the most encouragement back. You're going to need to fill your cup up constantly, constantly. I want us, if nothing else, to get to the place in 2023, we start filling them cups up a lot more than we keep them depleted, right? Where we fill our cups up a lot more than we're keeping them depleted, where we take a break a lot more than we're giving and saying yes to every opportunity that comes our way. Every email, every opportunity is not a yes. It's a thank you for considering me. This is going to be for me right? I want us to fill our cups up more to where if we have a spouse or even as a team of people, whether that's the village that you imagined or a village that is then being created for you, that you tap in and say, hey, you know what? I do need help with these kids. Instead of telling people, I got it. I don't need your help when you know you do. Let's take and fill our cups a little bit more. When we start making sure, listen, let me take my vitamins and get my health under control. Let me get this weight down. Let me get my life together. Not because I'm trying to look snatched, although <laughs> snatching is of the Lord. But I want to look good and feel good because I can't even chase my kids from one flight of steps to another. Or I want to look and feel good because I I know what confidence that that builds in me. And I like the way that that feels and confidence looks beautiful on me. Like, let's encourage that. Let's encourage more of that. Because listen, we all feeling in that. There's probably somebody in on the, in the sound of my voice that ate too many cakes, too many pies this Christmas season. And let me just say this, because I know there is somebody, some nutritionist or somebody who is going to be like, you shouldn't tell people that because it's okay to eat snacks. Who, who am I to tell somebody to put to the push a baby cake away from them? I'm not telling nobody to push that away. I'm saying let us find a way to be healthier, whatever that may mean for you, because your health is not my health. My doctor and I have a conversation. Me and my nutritionist, we have a conversation. So what I, what I need may not be what you need, but we need to get to the point where we take better care of ourselves. Stop skipping breakfasts. Stop going all day and then realizing at dinner time you ain't ate no meals today, so now you're eating five meals at one meal right? Let's drink some water. So you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm hungry, but your body's trying to say, but you're actually thirsty. Let's take care of better, better care of ourselves. I would love to go to the nail salon more often than I do, but you know, I just don't think that that's a good thing. I'm just trying to, you know, cut corners. I'm always team cut corners. If that's what you're doing to save, or you need to pay a bill or your, your struggle is real. But some of us, it don't be that. It don't be about the money. It'd be just about us telling ourselves how much we're not deserving and how nobody cares. It's not that big of a deal, but it's something you enjoy. So you just stop doing it. We're going to fill our cups up a little bit more. Fill your cups up more than you deplete them. How do you deplete your cup? Always saying yes. Being yes. Oh, can you pick up cousin so-and-so and them? Can you go to come to the party that's two and a half hours? And you go into these people's houses that won't even come. Let me tell you something. I learned a valuable lesson a few years ago. Family and friends, let me tell you, if you are listening to this, you may want to put your earmuffs on like I tell my kids when I want to say something that may not be what they want to hear or what they should be hearing. But let me just say this. Ain't going to be no more traveling to and fro to people's homes and people's this and coming to people's stuff. I learned a valuable lesson while I planned my blog anniversary this past um, this past year, a couple months ago, in November. Planned a blog anniversary. Do you not know how many people will renege, will not come to do something? All of a sudden, let me just tell you, it's just a lot, right? Those same people will be hot as fire grease when you don't come to their stuff. Hot, hot in a spirit, hot, 
hotter than grease in a, in a, in a, in a, on a stove if you don't come today, but they don't, they don't do nothing for you. We're going to stop that type of energy in 2023. Those are the types of things that I want us to focus on because those are things that we flip flop, flippity flop, flop, flop all the time, every day. So whether the new year came or not, if there was no existence of a new year, we are fighting these good fights every single day. So why can't you encourage somebody to be their best version of themselves, even if they're going to fail? We're going to get on to do better. We're going to get on to do better today. So let us get into this guest. We have a guest for today and I cannot wait. So Jagged Little Pill is a jukebox musical featuring Alanis Morissette's groundbreaking hits. It interweaves the songs with the fictional Healy family and ultimately tells their story of healing and empowerment. The Healy's appear to be an ideal suburban family, but when the cracks beneath them begin to surface, they must choose between maintaining the status quo or facing the jarring truth about themselves, their community, and the world around them. So I was able to, with one of my blogging friends named Melanie, we were able to interview Jade McLeod. Uh, they, that is their pronouns, um, is a beautiful asset to this show. I am going to go see it because it's coming to the Kimmel Center here. And I'm actually really, really excited um, because I've not seen this show. I've heard great things about it. So it's called, again, Jacket Little Pill. It's really, honestly, just, again, the story of, you know, basically you, you, you figure out your life and you think everything is okay. And then you, you find out that it's not. And so you're, you're figuring it out, like, you know, from day to day, you know, from mistakes and it is coming of age and learning to just kind of like come into yourself. So Jade, they, uh, was just an amazing asset. We had a great conversation about what we're going to take away. Like what were the takeaways from this, this beautiful show and what is the audience going to feel like when they're watching this and, and they're, you know, seeing this for the first time and maybe they've never even heard Alanis Morissette's, you know, music. And now there is interwoven. And so you're hearing these heavy themes about life because we all experience it in some form. So Jade, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation, for being in this amazing play. I will look for you. You cannot wait to see this. It's coming next week at the Kimmel Center. So it's playing on January 3rd through the January the 15th at the Academy of Music under, of course, the Kimmel Center. The Kimmel and I have a beautiful bond and relationship that we do all kinds of things together. So I was extremely grateful, excited, all the things to be a part of this roundtable conversation. You're going to hear from me, Jade, and Mel. Mel is one of those blogger friends who just has such an exuberant be just exuberant personality every time I see her. So shout out to Mel, shout out to Jade, and let's get right into this conversation. For uh, being a part of this, this is amazing having us on. Yeah, of course. I'm so <laughs> I am as well. So I just want to get right into it. How do you balance the fact that you're on this Broadway show, you still have a life outside of this? How do you balance all of that? Because I'm always curious how you do that. Yeah, that's a great question, and I don't totally have an answer for you. Um, no, it's it's not easy. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, especially being on tour and and traveling so much, you know, not being able to like really put down roots. Um, I love my job. I think maybe sometimes even a little too much, and that that is it's the only reason why any of us can do this is that we love it. Um. And 
you know, FaceTime is a beautiful thing. I can connect with my people. It, it, you know, it works. And we're also really lucky that like they, you know, they have us go home and they have it for like Thanksgiving. We're going home for Christmas. We get to see our friends and family there. And I'm also really lucky that this is a lovely, wonderful group of people. Um, that's not always the case. And it's fantastic that these are some of, I think, the best people I've ever met in my life. And we're we're very close and we take very good care of each other. It's essential. That's amazing, thank you. <laughs> All right, I think I got my fake virtual backgrounds off that was like haunting me in the beginning of this call. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad to be here with both of you today. And um, I heard the tail end of, of the last question. So if I'm repeating anything, just let me know. But um, Jade, I'm curious to hear a little bit about like what you knew prior to joining about the music um, in the show and if there's anything um, I guess that you can share that was you know really exciting to you about joining this production and uh, yeah or if you came in kind of not really knowing too much about it. Yeah so I, I knew Alanis's music. Um, I'm from Canada and so is she and so I was like this is exciting. I get to sing music written by a Canadian. Right. Um, <laughs> she you know I'd, I'd obviously heard the album but I when I you know was going in for the show I like went back and, and kind of listened to it again, like, you know, head to tail. And yeah, there, it is just, there's some brilliant stuff in there. There's right. some, especially like for, you know, for when she wrote it, like women weren't allowed to be that angry back then, especially right. not music. And not only did she prove that like, that's relatable, it like stopped the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I was really excited, and and I heard, I'd I'd listened to you. I don't know. I think like a million times. Yeah, that's a good one. So good. It's there's just yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, and so when, you know, when I was going in for it, I was really I, I listened to it a lot, and part of what was I think so exciting specifically about this show and this role is that like I. I had never like seen really seen myself on stage. Um, and when I saw the show, I was like, Oh my God, like that is me. You know, I, I've had a career and I'm like, I'll fit. I'll, I'll find my little way and I'll, I'll make things my own and I'll, I'll weasel my way in there. But to see something and just be like, Oh, that's just me. That's just my life. That's just my voice. That's just, that's all that I am. I need to do this. Um, yeah, and so when I got to actually go in and, and kind of show that to other people to be like, I think you want me for this. I think that this is like, I'm so perfect for this. I think that there's nobody else. And they were like, you're right. Here's the job. Um, I love that. It was, it, it blew my mind and it was, I've never wanted a show so badly in my life. And so to, to get to do this is really amazing oh my god i love that and sorry go ahead i said no no, no you're fine. you actually answered one of my questions as i was going to see how you saw yourself in the character but then um there's a, a part of the the story that talks about self-discovery or rediscovery how do you how do you see that not just in the play but just in life in general how do you see them both weaving themselves in and out because a lot of people that are coming in may not even know the full story but as they're coming in they may see themselves how do you how do you see that intertwining yeah. into the story 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, someone asked me, like, what is what is this show about, like, at its core? And and I had to think about it, but it is it is about facing things. Every single one of these characters, except for maybe Frankie, because <laughs> like, Frankie is just like, oh, anyway. She, she mm-hmm. is a beautiful force that, like, forces her family and everyone she connects to to actually face themselves. And it is... Everyone, I think, can relate to that, to being both, to being, like, the person hiding from something and also be the person that's, like, forcing someone to look at themselves. And that, like, and that's not comfortable. Um, And she's just so, she's so brave and so powerful that, like, she just, she embraces that. And it's for better or for worse. And it's it's an amazing thing to watch. Um, And I'm, I'm talking both about Frankie, the character, but also about Lauren Chanel, who plays the role. She's, like... Just a dynamite. But, um, yeah, pe- people people see themselves in at least one of these characters, but especially Joe. Like, Joe is, you know, Joe's a little weird. Joe doesn't really fit into any boxes. And, and, they're, and through it all, they're using, like, humor to, you know, make people like them. They're, they're putting on the song and dance to, to get people to tolerate their existence. And it's like, I can relate to that. And, and how do you, I think a lot of people can see themselves in that. It's like, you know, oh, I don't really fit. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really what I've, what the what world told me to see. Yeah. Yeah. The world's told me to be. Mm-hmm. In this show, Joe gets to ride on a desk and scream their head off and have clap for them and laugh with them and cry with them and root for them and that is magical I love that yeah I love that Mel you there (laughs) (laughs) not the buffering oh no the buffering alright since she's still buffering just to keep our time going (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to waste a second of it. How do you, I always talk about self-care. How do you, what is your go-to self-care? Because again, you talk about how the cast is so amazing to work with. They, they're allowing you time to have off for important holidays, but how do you take care of, what is your go-to self-care? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, I need to journal my thoughts so that I can get them out of my brain. Otherwise they take over my brain and that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. I um you know, that's that's the biggest one for me. We also like I tend to have a lot of dance parties in my dressing room when shows are hard and and things are things are getting a little too heavy. Um, yeah, those are my two I think biggest biggest pieces of self care, and just like hyping myself up. I know positive affirmations are so dorky, but like they are they are, not. they are so important and like you know that's huge. Telling yourself. Telling yourself good things is is important. All right, Mel, I held it down for you, so you're back from the bus. <laughs> <laughs> my question, my question was like, I think I got half of it out before Jesse's like, you froze. Um, I was just wondering if you had any advice, Jade, that you would give to your younger self, like looking at where you are today, um, yeah. and just thinking back, like maybe if you went through a hard time growing up, like, and what you could share, like, with your audience that you know you wish someone had told you. Yeah, first thing for my younger self is stop kissing those boys. Don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for you, kid. Just, it's okay. Yeah, um, back that up. Yeah, don't do that. 
stop. It's <laughs> um, yeah, and and also just be a little. Maybe I, I mean this is cliche, but be a little nice to yourself, and also don't. I don't know. You know who you are. I think every every single one of us, deep down, we know. We know what the answer is. We know what we want to do. We know, we know who we are. And sometimes that's too uncomfortable to face. Um, I would encourage myself, my younger self, my current self, and anybody else to just try and breathe into that a little bit and try and face it. I love that. Thank you, Jade. Yes, I'm glad that you said that. Um, what is, if you had, like, I know we're going to go into time, but there's plenty of messages that are going to come from this. If you had to pick a, one message that would resonate with the audience, what would that message be? Um, just because you make a mistake doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Talk to your people. Find your people, find your family, whatever that is, and do not let them go. Awesome. Anything yeah. else for you, Mel? No, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Jade. I did want to get a screenshot picture, if that's okay with you. Um, <clears throat> just want to ask consent before I take a picture. So if that's all good, I'm going to take a screenshot. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it was Thank so you so much for your time. And we'll be looking for you in January. We can't wait. I'm so excited. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. So what did you think? J Jagged Little Pill, again, is coming on January 3rd through January the 15th at the Kimmel Center. It's going to be an amazing show. I, I believe I'm going on the 3rd. I don't know what day it is, but whatever day it is, I will be at the building. Cannot wait to uh, really experience this. Like, I don't like to go to shows and just watch. I like to experience. There's always something that you can take away. You know, whether you see yourself in a character or you see something that you've done from your past and you're like, whoo. Thank God I got passed through that or I, I've learned my lesson from that. And that's what I really expect to take away from this this play. Um, make sure you get your tickets. They are available in the show notes. I will have all of the things that you need to get your tickets so that you can join me or come and see for yourself. If you're in the Philadelphia area, I would love for you to be in the building. Get yourself some tickets. You do not want to miss this whatsoever. It's going to be phenomenal. Cannot wait. I love, 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 love what I do. And I love being able to be experienced and like seeing the things that happen in the arts, the stories that unfold. And you know, I love music. Music is my thing. I've been raised around music my entire life. When you have a choir director, daughter, I mean, mother who also was like a drama she was like a dancer and she was in drama she was just a lot in the arts and then my father played the drums he was our drummist for um the gospel choir you know our youth choir I mean he just was around music his whole life he, you know he introduced me to so many genres of music so I'm excited to see this show I'm excited to see how it unfolds remember that uh, the drink of the day is going to be two things I'm going to add a great bottle of champagne because we're going into the new year it's going to be a whole new year the next time we come together so i'll just say happy early new year's but i will address you the next episode because we will be together for the actual new year 2023 lord's will so get yourself a good bottle of champagne um but the other drink of the day 
is the one that I had over Christmas, which is called the Winter Wonderland. If I can make it, you can make it. It's easy to be made. It's the most beautifully blue hue drink. It's beautiful, right? Absolutely beautiful. Make sure you get your tickets for Jagged Little Pill because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be heart touching. It's going to pull on you for some things that you've seen, things you've been through, but it's all going to be a story of us like getting over and, and conquering those things that we just struggle with in life because that's what we all do. So make sure you get the show tickets. I will be with you Lord's will next week. We will be back for year 2023. Think about what I said about when it comes to resolutions and 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 making plans and you're doing your vision boards be serious about it but have fun with it like it should be a fun experience my husband I and our kids we do a, a vision a visual vision board party where we bring out all the supplies I saved up all those magazine subscriptions that I have all year round you know all the ones that we get I have them all piled up we go through it me and the husband go through it first as a couple together and we do it and then the kids kind of join in maybe like the next day we just make it fun make it enjoyable we make sure we have all the supplies to make it as colorful as possible because you know the more visually stunning it is the more you want to look at it pro tip put it on your phone now whether you do a visual a vision board you can do one like on a canva that's an app that can help you or you do it the old school way like i do it um, which is like the poster board and all the things regardless of which way you do it make sure that you keep one on your phone like as a screensaver so when you're looking at your phone and all them apps that you're already on because you know you're already on them you're on your tiktok your instagram make sure you follow into a time blog but while you're doing that Make sure that you can see your vision board so that you can have a visual as a representation about what it is that you should be working on. And maybe it'll make you come off those apps just a little, uh, little earlier so you can start putting the vision to work. Happy early New Year's. I wish you nothing but success. Please don't be out here drinking and driving. There is way too many free rides, Uber credits. Triple A will usually put out some credits for you to get all the free rides. If I find them, I'm going to put them in the show notes. Whatever the case may be, don't be caught out here catching no DUIs because I promise you did not envision yourself sitting in the slammer on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. I promise you that was not a part of your vision, so don't let it be. Make sure you take care of yourself. Get age per, you know, designated drivers. And designated drivers, that means exactly that. That means you withdraw, withhold yourself. Don't drink. Not I'm going to sip a little sippy sip and drink a little, little bit. Don't drink. Don't drive. Be the designated driver. Get you and your friends home safely. Make sure that nobody gets caught up with the police and anything else crazy. Let's take care of each other. Let's make sure that whoever you came with, you leave with. Now, we all understand seeing the story of friends doing the most shadiest of things. Look down in your spirit and ask yourself if you really want to be out with these people that you done signed up for. Because listen, when I tell you people will set you up, don't let it happen. Don't let it happen, but do have a good time. Celebrate, have fun, be safe, be concerned about your dreams. Don't let them sit. Be concerned about drug trafficking, sex trafficking, all the things. Please look out for one another. Have the most amazing New Year's Eve night. Be safe. Remember, do not, I can't stress this enough, drink and drive. But if you're going to be at home like me, turn up because I ain't going anywhere all to the good have a great weekend have a great new year's eve i will see you next week and don't forget get your tickets for jagged little pill
Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.